hear the whispers from within Battles to restore, ailings to relieve Feel the nature keeping us, nature healing us Flowers, leaves and rules within Hear the mind calming you, soothing you Love and kindness inside out Let the herbs from middle world heal Welcome wellness, welcome wellness it's Revealed Herbs, Middle World Herbs. Hello and welcome to the Middle World Herbs Natural Wellbeing Show, where we talk about maintaining and restoring your health in safe and natural ways while incorporating both the physical and the emotional side of healing. We go live once a week on Fridays at 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, and each week we talk about a different aspect of health. Today, we're going to focus on inflammation, and we're going to talk about the causes, the symptoms, and the dangers of chronic inflammation. We'll also discuss some amazing ways of managing inflammation naturally. My name is Dan. I will be your host today, and I'm joined with our special guest, Dr. Jackie Leone, who is a naturopathic medical doctor, board-certified holistic nutritionist, and psychology enthusiast. So, Dr. Jackie, welcome, as always and excited to have you here and talk about inflammation. So would you mind just briefly introducing yourself and tell us a little more about your path towards naturopathic medicine? Yes, I would love to, of course. Thank you so much. I'm so excited, uh, per usual. I always love, I feel every topic is so fascinating, which is probably why I went into doing what I do. Um, but yes, inflammation related to naturopathic medicine, my passion. I feel like inflammation is kind of the root of all evil. If I had to choose uh, a common thread to most diseases or most tissue breakdown uh, or damage. And so I think just having a long-term history of inflammation without knowing that I was inflamed based on the diet I was raised on, uh, the high stress levels in my life, and then um, you know really learning that connection watching it help other people. Um, you know, I think I was 19 or 20 years old working in a health clinic and all we were doing, uh, and I wasn't doing it, you know, being the, the office manager or assistant, but just kind of being able to observe that all of the acupuncturists and herbalists really focused on let's, let's lower inflammation, let's and lower triggers of inflammation, right? Diet stuff, stress, lifestyle. Um, and just seeing such profound changes really inspired me to want to continue on in naturopathy. So, uh, inflammation, believe it or not, watching other people suffer and heal from it really was a huge thing for me, you know, because it, it, it is again at the root of a lot of suffering. I mean, we talk about joints, right? We talk about GI stuff. We talk about detox and cognition and at the, the base of all of that, a lot of that is the inflammatory process breaking stuff down uh so i think that's pretty powerful and i would you know just love being a part of helping people prevent it you know in the naturopathic and nutrition community so i'm excited to talk nice. about it today i'm excited to learn about this topic for sure so before we get started i have four supplements in front of me we'll go through all of them but i just want to introduce you to them so we have our immune support this one has Corsetin, Corsetin, and <laughs> I was like, I'm this <laughs> All right, I can do it. Corsetin, Corsetin, and bromelain. Then we have berberine HCL. That's this one. And then we also have berberine with 
the Forte. So this is Berberine HCL Forte. We have the one with bitter melon and banana leaf. And then I have our uric acid detox as well. And this one has tart cherry and pomegranate. Those are words I can pronounce. So before we get started any further, make sure you hit that follow button. We would love to stay connected. And we want to thank everyone who's followed us so far. That really means a lot to us. So Dr. Jackie, let's get into some questions. Are toxins and free radicals the same thing? They are often confused as the same thing, but it's really about one causing the other. So I guess you could kind of consider them the same because they're part of the same breakdown or pathway, but technically they're not the same thing. So toxins, uh, things like pesticides or pollutants, uh, cigarette smoke, alcohol, uh, these types of toxins will cause free radicals which are cells that are unstable or molecules that are unstable, pardon me. And these unstable molecules can actually damage our cells, uh, which again adds to inflammation and all that stuff that I mentioned a little bit um, ago. So they're not exactly the same, but toxins lead to free radicals. That's, that's really their relationship if I were to kind of boil it down to its basic cause and effect. Okay, so do radicals that they're coming from toxins, is that basically... The source of free radicals yeah. mm -hmm. okay you got it all right sounds good well and i want to let everyone know who's watching and hello to jeff if you guys have a question throw it in the chat so we can yeah. answer questions live here on the show all right so dr jackie here's another question for you how do our bodies deal with free radicals and what does our immune system and antioxidants have to do with it all okay so Free radicals happen anyway when, with metabolism. All metabolism is, like on a cellular level at least, we think of metabolism, we think of weight. Slow metabolism, lots of weight. High metabolism, low weight. But what metabolism actually is, is the utilization of energy. How does our body use fuel? And do we use it efficiently? So we're constantly building stuff up, like wound healing, trying to keep up with damage, and we're breaking stuff down, like um pathogens bacteria our own damaged cells and that's metabolism the breakup and buildup of things that are always happening and so we naturally make free radicals which are kind of these molecules that are a little unstable in that process of building stuff up and breaking it down free radicals just happen and so free radicals are molecules that aren't complete they have a missing electron so they're a little upset that they have this missing electron and they go around and cause damage to otherwise healthy cells. They damage the DNA, which is the blueprint to tell the cell how to work. So if your cells don't know how to work right, or there's something preventing that blueprint from translating, right? I mean, that's a problem. Um, and so our body naturally makes what are called antioxidants to help neutralize the free radicals. Remember those unbalanced molecules causing damage everywhere. Right. So antioxidants have a lot of extra electrons and they're like happy to share. So antioxidants go around and just, you know, hand out their uh, extra electrons to these free radicals, neutralizing the free radicals. And then the antioxidant and the free radical, both neutral, both can leave the body without causing damage. And so free radicals kind of come from natural things that are happening anyway and our body creates antioxidants to address it. Now the problem with free radicals in our lifestyles is 
you know, bad food, herbicides, pesticides, chemicals, pollutants, um, going out in the sun too much, right? We sunbathe, smoking cigarettes, drinking alcohol, high processed sugar things, you know, all that's adding to the free radical process. And our body doesn't really make enough antioxidants to address both its biological needs because it's making them anyway from metabolism, but also all the added ones that we're just throwing into the body because of the way that we live. So what we need to do to address all the extra ones we're adding is if we are in fact doing that is antioxidants, rich, you know, foods, drinks, supplements, things like that. Um, and so, or just limit the intake of the stuff causing free radicals. Uh, that would be ideal to lower the bad stuff, increase the good stuff, neutralize those free radicals, and now there's no more damage. Uh, when that damage happens, it starts to break down the immune system too, because the immune system is what does inflammation. So when stuff breaks down, it causes inflammation, inflammation weakens the immune system, weakens tissues, and it's just kind of a downward slope from there. So that's kind of the connection through radical antioxidant, how we address it and the immune system and how it can affect it. It just makes us work so much harder than we have to. Um, you know, those systems that are really delicate, like the immune system, it's, it, it wants to maintain such a perfect balance. So anything that throws it off and it's gonna, you know, not work as well. <laughs> and free radicals do that, so. Okay, yeah. So then what happens when our body just can't keep up with that toxic load? We're just breaking down our immune system. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's, that's definitely part of the process when the immune system breaks down or when we have high levels of inflammation, disease happens, all these damaged cells are trying to work, but it's like, it's like you trying to run a marathon on a broken leg. How efficient are you going to be? Are you going to finish the marathon? Right. Are you going to do the job you're intended to do or will you fail? Right. <laughs> Yeah. So, so our bodies, essentially, those are cells. They run marathons for us every day, i.e. they filter stuff, they make stuff, they take stuff away, whatever the cell's job is, because every cell is different, right? That's its marathon every day. And free radicals break a limb off or deprive it of water or do something that's going to inhibit how efficient or how well that cell can run its marathon every day, if that makes sense. And so then disease happens. We need ourselves to run their marathons because if they're not crossing the finish line, then, you know, our body breaks down, disease happens, arthritis in joints, you know, weight gain, um, diabetes, heart stuff, cardiovascular stuff, just cognition, brain fog, lethargy, mood stuff, sleep stuff, you know, it really is at the root of a lot of issues is inflammation. All right. Yes. So I have with me the immune support. This is going to be the first one we talk about. It has quercetin. Quercetin. Oh my gosh. Why can't I say it? Why is that close the second time? Quercetin. You know what I need? I need like it in my ear. I need you guys to like whisper it in my ear. Quercetin. 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 There you go. James, our producer. Before I go to say it, I need you to out loud. I just it's like um like a rosetta stone spanish i need to like hear it and repeat hear it and repeat okay so it also has includes 500 milligrams of the quercetin per capsule and 100 milligrams of bromine and the bottle is 60 veggie capsules the daily dose is just one capsule a day and it's 19.99 on amazon right now but it, since you're on the live we give you an additional 20 percent off so that will bring your price down to 15.99 and all you have to do is click that little banner below 
So let's spend a few minutes talking about these magical ingredients inside of it. So let's do a quick round of true or false. And we have three questions about quercetin. So take a guess, type in true or false in the chat. And then Dr. Jackie, you're going to give us the real answers. So the first one is quercetin is derived from fruits and vegetables. True or false? Um, I'm going to say true. Stuff is plant-based. Okay. I'm interested to know. I'm sure other people. We got, we got a true in the chat right now. Okay. So yes, you are both correct. True, true, true. All right. So quercetin is definitely derived from fruits and vegetables, um, it, especially citrus fruits and the red onion, believe it or not. Those are the highest, but other things like tea, certain herbs, apples, um, they all have quercetin too. It's actually a pretty available flavonoid, which is really cool. So yes, true, true, true. True, true, true. Okay. So quercetin can reduce swelling, true or false. And I'm going to say we're talking about inflammation, so I'm going to go with true. You are very intuitive. Yeah, of I course. Mean, <laughs> if it yeah. wasn't an inflammation show, I wouldn't know, but yeah. Yeah, it definitely helps. It helps on a lot of fronts with inflammation. And then if we back inflammation up a step, it's caused by oxidative stress. So it acts as an antioxidant. So it helps with that whole cascade of problems that I talked about, free radicals and toxins kind of starting and the end being inflammation and disease. Quercetin focuses on the inflammatory part and a couple steps before in the oxidative stress part, um, you know, neutralizing those free radicals. So it just stops it before the disease process can even start, which is really cool. Awesome. Okay, next one. This is the third one and final one for a while. So quercetin is the same thing as CoQ10. So that is coenzyme Q10, true or false? And I've heard of it. I've never heard it called anything else. So I'm going to say false. Correct. Good job. Oh, that was a good guess. Yeah, no, but that, that's smart. I mean, that was really great deduction. So quercetin is a flavonoid found in foods, like we just, you know, described fruits and veggies, uh, where CoQ10 is what's called endogenous, meaning our body just naturally makes it. So we can take a supplement um, of CoQ10 to support and or feed our own CoQ10 pathway, uh, but our body already makes CoQ10. Now, they definitely have a huge overlap in their Venn diagram, though right? They, they both can help reduce blood pressure and protect the cardiovascular system from inflammation. Uh, CoQ10 is a little bit more cardioprotective where quercetin works kind of everywhere, which is really cool. Um, so, so of course they're going to both prevent heart disease and stuff like that, but they both address oxidative stress, which is really cool. Remember oxidative stress is where antioxidants neutralize those bad guys, the free radicals. Um, and so they're both very highly active uh, in those ways, but quercetin is available to us to use food as medicine to help our body, uh, along with CoQ10, cause they actually are what are called synergistic, which a lot of plants and our body systems already are. So we make CoQ10, we eat quercetin, they work together synergistically to make each other work better. I think that's so cool when nature and biology align. And so this is a perfect example. So they're not the same thing but they do a lot of the same stuff. Uh, one is outside of us, one is inside of us, and then they help each other out. So I think those are the important take-homes of understanding that. Cause I know some people listening are on, you know, they have hypertension, it's super common. 
beta blockers. They're interested in things that are cardioprotective and cardiovascular protective. So there's a lot of random information constantly out there. And I'm really glad you asked this question because it helps clarify for people, you know, curious about that. Okay, sweet. And then thank you everyone who played along. Avi, great job. You get yours, got yours correct. All right. So let's do another question. So we often get asked what's better for inflammation, the quercetin or reverse? Wait, hold on. I'm going to say this one right. You got Res it. You got Resveratrol. Resveratrol. Did I get it? So close, but yeah, I'll oh. give it to you. Resveratrol. So we have quercetin, resveratrol, and is that is that the question? The oh, quercetin, those, resveratrol. Uh, and there's also turmeric. So it's like three okay. different ones. Yeah. So and they're all tongue twisters, right? So we have quercetin, resveratrol, and turmeric. So it looks like yeah. turmeric, but it, there's that extra <laughs> R in there. So I feel turmeric. like I just need to be like, I don't speak this language. <laughs> it's very difficult, right? It's very difficult. No, it's it seriously, when you learn herbs, you have to learn a little bit of Latin because most herbs yeah. are based in Latin. Uh, yeah. So you got to get around that a little bit, but it's, you know, I kind of like it actually. Um, I think it's, it's okay. It's my American accent getting in the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. Uh, the American accent, let's say that. So yeah, we're not from Latin country, but, um, okay. So quercetin, resveratrol and turmeric. Turmeric is a plant. Okay. And so I think a better question, if I were to look at constituents, which are like flavonoids or ingredients, I would say curcumin because curcumin is technically the flavonoid in turmeric, which is the plant, right? So since quercetin is in red onion, for, for example, we're not going to compare red onion to turmeric because those are plants. But if we pull out the magic ingredient from red onion, which is quercetin, we pull it out of that root turmeric, it's curcumin. And then we pull out of grape skins resveratrol. Okay. So they all have their phenols, which means they come from plants. So they're all very, very, very similar, believe it or not. Um, but some have strengths more than others, I should say. Okay. So experimentally, there are limited trials, but every trial comes out the same. The small handful we do have that polyphenols or those magic ingredients you pull from a plant. Um, they all help with chronic low grade inflammation. They, uh, inhibit adipogenesis, which means like new fat cell growth, which is really huge for weight maintenance. Um, and then they prevent, uh, adult fat cells from being stored, which is really, really interesting. And not to mention the antioxidant, anti-inflammatory, all that stuff that we were talking about before, they're all great with, right? So when we're looking at something like a quercetin versus a resveratrol, quercetin is going to be stronger than resveratrol, but they are also synergistic. Remember when we talked about the CoQ10 and quercetin? Well, now resveratrol and quercetin are also synergistic, meaning they make each other work better. They love to work together as a team. Right. But quercetin is kind of the big brother to resveratrol. It's a little bit more powerful uh, and stays in the system a little bit longer. So when we're comparing now curcumin to kind of that hierarchy, technically curcumin has a slightly or, you know, from turmeric has a slightly antioxidant effect stronger than uh, quercetin in the blood. But quercetin hangs out in tissues longer. 
Um, so that's kind of like at a debate because some people are like curcumin is more antioxidant because it's higher in the blood longer. And other people are like quercetin is actually better because it makes its way into the tissue and sticks around a little bit longer. Um, so, you know, it's kind of six in one half dozen in the other with a lot of them. Uh, curcumin is unique because it's anti-cancer, anti-proliferative for cancer cells. Uh, quercetin is really unique because it helps kind of, it has the longest list of what it would help, right? Uh, resveratrol is more cardiovascular stuff. And so, you know, I don't know if there's necessarily a hierarchy because it's more like a divide and conquer and they are more like teammates. Um, but I think if there was, uh, man, this would be hard in terms of stronger, I think curcumin initially, but quercetin long-term. Sorry, that was a lot of explanation to get to that kind of conclusion. But clinically speaking, based on what I understand and have seen, that's what I would that's what I would say. That's how I would sum yeah. it up. <laughs> no, I like that. I mean, in this one, we're gonna get into it later, but our uric acid detox has turmeric in it. So maybe a Huge. combo. <laughs> yeah. Huge. It makes yeah. sense too. It makes sense too. Oh my talking about how adult, what is it, adult fat cells don't get to have, don't get to hang out in your body. I was like, let me pop one of these right now. <laughs> <laughs> so when you're talking, oh, about it, yeah. no, it really is. It, it, it helps uh, significantly when you're, especially again, when you're taking them um, in conjunction. So nice. That's All so right. Good. So you're like, now <laughs> I know you were saying that. I was like, oh my God, I need to take that immediately. Um, so there's been a lot of studies that look into quercetin's numerous benefits and even beyond inflammation. So can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, I mean, of course. So if I think of inflammation, I have to kind of couple that with, um, being an antioxidant and neutralizing free radicals, right? So preventing the damage toxins have on our body. Um, but outside of that whole pathway, right? The inflammatory pathway, um, neurological diseases, it's cardio or sorry, neuroprotective, uh, for the brain, helping inflammation in the brain. Um, it's shown to have uh, mild to moderate, uh, anti antimicrobial activity against bacteria viruses, right? So it can potentially help prevent infection. Um, it has slight antihistamine action, which means it can help with allergies, seasonal allergies. We were just kind of, before we came on air, we we're all talking about how we have like a little bit of the allergy sniffs going on. Um, so that's really fantastic. And then we did talk about it's cardio protective or heart protective, but just again, because it's great in tissues, but rides the bloodstream really well, it's going to help anything it comes in contact with. So the whole cardiovascular system, all the pipes, right. That send and receive the blood and reoxygenate and nutrients and transport. Uh, quercetin is great to protect that entire system. Uh, which feeds a lot of the other systems in the body. So, you know, it, it really does help a lot outside of just being a great anti-inflammatory and antioxidant. Nice. Well, you sold me on it. I, I took it while you were talking <laughs> and anyone else that wants a bottle, you guys, these are for sale. Yeah. So yes. Um, all right. So anyone who has a question, feel free to throw it in the chat. And then you might be wondering, I don't know if you guys can all see at home, but there's these little charms that are attached to each bottle. These are called the Middle World Whisper. And each one has a positive affirmation or uh, inspiration on it. And when you buy a supplement, you're always going to get one attached. 
And this one here says, know your worth and add tax. And I love that. Mm -hmm. um, that's something I've been working on lately is like, not only knowing my worth, but, but standing up for my worth. And it's mm -hmm. been a really cool lesson in doing that. And I've noticed like huge changes. Like even today I had, this is like total sidebar, but I freelance a lot. And I had a company ask me for something that I, you know, was extra work. They'd already paid me out. This was a project a long time ago. And I said, well, I can do that for you, but I value my time. So I'm going to have to charge you. And they were like, absolutely no problem. And they paid me immediately. And I was like, yes. Like the old DM would have just been like, okay. And just like done it for free. And the new DM is like, no, I know my worth and I know how much my minutes worth. <laughs> and so, um, yeah. So you get positive messages like that on it. And then how these came to be is a really cool story. So the founder of Middle World Herbs was on a trip in Bergama, Turkey. And there she went to the Asclepian temple ruins. And there's a tunnel there. This was an ancient healing hospital. And the patients would walk through this tunnel and above where those lights are, ancient healers would whisper positive mantras and affirmations to them as they walked through. And they just found that there's this connection between emotional healing and physical healing. So that was her aha moment was that in the supplement world, there's so much focus on the physical, but not enough on the emotional side of healing. So that's where the whisper came to be. They're handcrafted and they are, I think they're just like the really cool thing that you're going to get in addition to the supplement. And then of course, with everything going on in our world, we have like these feelings of anger and frustration and stress. And Dr. Jackie, I know that we've talked about it before, but those can manifest physically in our body. Can you talk a little bit more about that and maybe what it has to do with inflammation? Oh yeah, definitely. So you actually brought up all perfect example because I too have struggled with the self-worth piece. Um, I think people like us who are naturally nurturing, like the middle child thing, wanting to keep the peace, um, we are conditioned to overgive and under receive. And then we feel like sad, resentful, empty, whatever, because of it. Um, but breaking that cycle can be really difficult. And so I want to use that as an example. So both of us are kind of working on projects. We both got paid out. They ask us two months later, Hey, can you go back and make these revisions? And our initial thought is to do it for free. Now that triggers a stress response. We have more work in less time, right? That stress response creates what are called catecholamines in the body. So cortisol is our stress hormone. Adrenaline is like the fear safety hormone. Those in themselves, remember how free radicals can happen in our body just naturally. We don't have to smoke a cigarette or drink a drink to get them. They just happen when stuff breaks down and builds up and all that stuff. Well, those are the two um, hormone substances being released that cause free radicals over time. So every time we didn't ask for our worth, we were releasing a cloud of catecholamines. It was triggering our nervous system and creating a cascade of free radicals, oxidative stress, inflammation, adding to maybe mood instability, feeling kind of low or, you know, spread too thin or stressed out over giving and under receiving. And so we are literally by engaging in these belief systems that no longer serve us and not speaking our truths and not being our authentic selves are physically causing disease states in the body because of a thought process or because of a belief structure. We are inherently linked mind and body, two sides of the same coin that makes us the whole 
person that we are. So please be aware that your thoughts can very easily and effortlessly over time without you even really noticing if you're not mindful, very easily degrade your body and add to and or even create new disease states and processes. So if there is a thought, a belief, an emotion, something that you are struggling with or ruminating about, I highly suggest to address it uh, with love and compassion and lean into how you can shift your thoughts to shift your body to prevent further illness and help heal yourselves, you know, on all fronts, on every front. So I'm glad that you brought that up as an example, because I totally relate to it. I bet a bunch of people listening relate to it. And it's, it, it makes it real, right? It makes it more personal to understand that my thoughts can cause inflammation. How? And that's how. It's yeah, beautiful. no, it's so true. Gosh, I think of like all the free radicals I've probably created in my body from all the stress and like, yeah. And I think as but, women, I mean, this is, yeah. 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 Well, I was just going to say, just like thoughts can produce negative cascades, positive thoughts can produce positive cascades of release of endorphins, which are healing Perfect. and anti-inflammatory chemicals and oxytocin, which is a bonding chemical. When you think of those you love. So if we can shift thoughts every time we catch ourselves going kind of those negative self, you know, degrading beliefs and just think of someone we love or helping someone we love or, you know, anything like that, we can actually rewire that whole pathway. And now not only are we preventing illness by not going down that, that path, but now we're actually creating healing states, right? Faster cell division and cell turnover and lower inflammation and more longevity because we're focused on the glass being half full, you know, and we're training the thoughts. Cause if we can use imagination to create fake scenarios and anxiety to tear us down, we can use our imagination to think of cool, beautiful outcomes and ideal scenarios to build us up and not just emotionally or mentally, but also very, very realistically, physically, you know, literally anyway. Sorry, yeah. I love this stuff clearly. So I could go on a whole tangent. I love it too. I mean, I wish we like knew this so much more. Like that, our thoughts can create healing. Or like that's so crazy to me that I don't just know that information. Because um, yeah. you know, you know, it makes you happier, but you don't know that what it's doing on the inside too. You know, so that's so exactly. cool. I love that. That's awesome. And thank you, Stephanie, for the follow. And if you guys are watching, hit that follow button. That'd be awesome. And then, of course, always hit the add to cart button, too. That'd be awesome. <laughs> so if you're finding our series helpful, <laughs> like my little sales pitch, <laughs> not only did you be following us here, but we're also on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok. And you can follow along there for like a ton of information as well. And it's at Middle World Herbs. So you'll find that there. Oh, and we're a podcast. Nice. Can you find that on Apple? Yeah, iTunes, that's so cool. All right. Our podcast is up. So you can find it on Apple iTunes, probably Spotify, all the major ones. So Middle World Herbs. Listen to us as a podcast. So if you miss any episodes and you're driving around, listen to us. All right. So we've got a big question. <laughs> This says um, from Doris, what supplement would you recommend with to help with brain fog and joint muscle pain? She takes a med to suppress estrogen, and these are two major side effects. Can't do anything that would have would increase estrogen. Is there anything that you can think of, Dr. Jackie? 
So she can't increase her estrogen, but she's looking to help with brain fog and then joint and muscles. So pain. if the joint pain, which we kind of talked about, um, I highly recommend watching the joint um, issue or joint inflammation uh, yeah. session from last week, right? Was that last week? Anyway, we talk a lot about joint stuff and how to protect joints and the role estrogen has uh, in joint and bone breakdown. So if you're taking an estrogen suppressor, um, hormones like estrogen are really important to bone integrity and bone integrity, obviously, right, is a joint. Uh, the end of bones make joints where they articulate or connect. Um, the brain fog as well, if you're blocking estrogen, estrogen um, can relate to when we have too much or not enough, you know, can add to brain fog and just energy in general, to be honest with you. So um, if we can't remove the root cause, which in naturopathic medicine is how, you know, my philosophy of healing is to remove the root issue causing the problem. So if we can't go off of the medication because, you know, it's it's medically necessary or your, your doctor and PCP have determined that. So at that point, what we need to do is mitigate the side effects of what they're doing. And so working with things like, you know, herbs and foods in the diet. So all of the anti-inflammatory antioxidants that we're talking about today uh, the foods that I mentioned today, lots of herbs as well that can cross the blood brain barrier. We also have a cognitive episode uh, back in the archive if you want to watch that because we review a lot of herbs that are uh, cognitive herbs, meaning um, or nootropics. They help the brain work more efficiently. They protect the brain from things like brain fog and dementia type symptoms or memory issues. Um, and so lots of really good juicy stuff in both of those episodes if you want to watch those. But just off the top of my head right now is um, essential fatty acids to help with the brain and joint stuff because essential fatty acids are actually protective for both joints and the brain um, and help with insulation of the brain. So if you like seafood, uh, I, I would stick to wild salmon, deep water cold salmon. Um, I would stick to anchovies or sardines if you can. If you don't like seafood, um, you can get uh, lots of fatty acids from things like eggs. Um, you can get them from plant oils, um, you know, coconut oil, avocado oil, all of these things. Uh, also, you, there are tons of plants um, outside of the fatty acids that are going to offer specific anti-inflammation um, and antioxidant protection for the brain, uh, as well as the joints. And so I'm also cutting down meat intake because meat products tend to be high in what are called purines. And purines are things that we just naturally make, but when our body has to clear them out, it makes something called uric acid, which can actually add to joint pain. So if we don't want the uric acid, we can't have purines and purines are really high in meat and, and organ meats and, and, you know, animal products. So, uh, as well as alcohol. So we want to maybe avoid those foods if we can. So, um, you know, just avoid the stuff that causes those, those things and increase the good stuff to help protect. And you should be able to mitigate the side effects of the medication. And I really wish you the best. Keep us posted if you try some of the stuff and let me know how it goes. Nice. Yeah. And Doris, just so you know, you don't watch back because I listen to all of them when we're interviewing. And in our carousel, if you kind of scroll, there's the joint support and then there's cognitive support. And you could always grab those two bottles. And if you don't like it, you can return them up to 60 days. So you can literally like 
take half of it and be like, yeah, I didn't think it did anything and send it back and you get a full refund. That's like how awesome Middle World Herbs is. And I'm not the owner of the company, but I'm just telling you, like, that's the most amazing return policy I have ever heard. So yeah, <laughs> for you. I, I would test it out for sure. And then we got another question in here, which is wondering about garlic supplements. Are they good to take daily? And she said her oldest just got his appendix removed and was reading up, up on the, those capsules for health. So what are your thoughts on garlic supplements? Yeah, I love garlic. Um, I think garlic is fantastic. Um, it's, it's, so it has an active ingredient called allium um, or allicin, pardon me, because it's in the allium family, the same family as things like shallots and leeks and onions. Um, garlic is part of it. It's a bulb. Uh, and so they all have kind of magic ingredients uh, that are the same. So the garlic in and of itself um, does have a stronger cardioprotective, cardiovascular protective effect than the rest of them. They all have great antimicrobial, like they fight bacteria and viruses and infection and stuff like that, which is really helpful. Um, and garlic does that as well, but it, it does have a standout property of helping with high blood pressure, inflammation in the cardiovascular system. And it's because of that special ingredient, allicin though. Um, so <clears throat> you can definitely take a garlic supplement if you want to, but you can utilize food as medicine, which if, if you're into something like that, that could be more effective because it is more bioavailable because it's straight from nature. It's not going through a process of being freeze dried and created it, you know, turned into a powder and then encapsulated and then shelved, right? Um, which is fine if that's convenient for you and way easier. They're really high quality garlic supplements. But if you want straight bioavailability, I highly recommend crushing, dicing, or um, garlic pressing the garlic, letting it set for about 10 minutes because that's what activates the allicin is like the crushing or cutting of the garlic cells. It takes about 10 minutes for it to be at its most active then use it in dressings and cooks, cook, you know, sauces and uh, sautés, things like that, and then eat it. Um, so yeah, whether it's a supplement or a food, it's amazing. I highly recommend garlic for sure. Plus it just tastes good. Not, yeah. I mean, I'm I partial. Garlic sounded so good, yeah. but if you roast it, you're losing some of the, the potency, yeah. right? If you heat Yeah. So you want to put it so in last. Like, yeah. Okay. A lot of people, so when I look at cooking, I know cooking techniques are for flavor and balance. And I really love cooking and food. Come on. Food is medicine is my thing. Um, but I think the order in which sometimes uh, chefs put things together for those layers, which all respect in the world, I can't do that. Um, but, you know, sometimes they do lose nutritional properties. And so it tastes good, but it has lower nutrition than if you just switched around the order of a couple things, you could actually increase the nutrition um, like I never put spinach and garlic in first, it's always last. And then usually like the heat, the residual heat, uh, when I take everything off the burner kind of wilts the spinach and sweats, um, the garlic. And so it's not raw, but it's not like crunching overcooked, like you said. So the, you know, the active ingredients are all still there. Um, you know, so just little tips and tricks like that can definitely boost using food as medicine and make eating garlic in the diet um, much more beneficial. Because like you said, you're absolutely right. Roasting it or long-term exposure to heat is going to make, it's tasty, right? But it gets sweet for a reason after it gets caramelized and roasted because it loses that little punch of that allicin, that active ingredient, you know, that gives it that kind of almost spiciness, you know, of the raw. Awesome. No, that's such a good tip. I never, I would never have thought to do that. So I'm so glad you shared that. 
Um, okay, I think that's all the questions we have right now, but if anyone else has a question, throw it in there. It doesn't even have to be about inflammation. We have the expert on with us, so she can answer anything. Um, but I have a couple more supplements to share with you guys. We have our berberine yes. family. So we have the mm -hmm. berberine HCL40, and then we have berberine with bitter melon and banana leaf. So Dr. Jackie, I just want to learn a little bit more about the properties of berberine. So what is the connection there with inflammation management? Okay. So like you have said and shown and taken, uh, berberine is a little uh, background on it. It's, yeah. Uh, it's a bitter yellow colored chemical. It's an alkaloid. Again, it's one of those magical things we pull from plants. Um, and so what the alkaloid does or how it works in the body is it affects different pathways that can cause problems sometimes. So if there's a cell that's mutated, maybe a free radical hurt its DNA and now it's a tumor cell and it's just copying itself. Um, what something like berberine is going to come do is get in there and insert into that pathway and stop. It's called anti-proliferation. Those cells are proliferating they're multiplying. Well, what berberine does is come in and stop that. It's an anti-proliferative when it comes to um, certain cells reproducing, especially damaged cells, which I think is really cool. That uh, there's a special ingredient that seeks out damaged cells replicating and says, no, -uh, not on my watch. Um, and so, you know, that's where it gets some of its anti-cancer properties. Um, it's also highly antibacterial, anti uh, viral. So it's great for the immune system. It's going to support, you know, keeping bacteria and pathogens at bay. Um, and it also helps with, again, being an antioxidant and being um, anti-inflammatory. So it's actually very, very protective for certain pathways when it comes to diabetes. So diabetes and insulin stuff, um, because sugar can cause a lot of inflammation. Sugar's pretty damaging. We kind of all know that, right? Um, <clears throat> or at least processed sugar. We need some natural sugars every day, but highly processed sugar um, can mess with our blood sugar levels, which then messes with our insulin release, which then can cause pre and, and full-blown diabetes, right? And so that all starts with how do we prevent sugar from causing the inflammation that it does on the body and cause that cascade? Berberine is a great tool to help with something like that. So um, again, it's just magical ingredients and plants helping. And I think it's really great because of how many pathways it helps with. Just anything that is oxidative, you know, suffering oxidative stress under a high inflammatory load, um, <clears throat> you know, inconsistencies with blood sugar and things like that, you know, anything that's proliferating that shouldn't, you know, those bad cells that are multiplying, Across the board, it's going to help with all of that stuff. So that's um, kind of just to sum up Berberine and why it's kind of as awesome as it is. So I hope that helps. Yeah. And th those are, no. oh. yeah, I was just going to say, helpful. I forgot, helps high cholesterol, oh, especially yes. LDL. So yeah. Okay. I was that's reviewing so awesome. labs with someone today who had slightly high LDL, but we were like, okay, but dietarily, you don't intake a lot of high LDL foods, right? Maybe a little bit, but not enough to justify this lab because overall, you know, they're a healthy person. Um, all the other labs look great. And it was like, okay, well, if we're not intaking a lot of LDL, that means our body's processes that know how to handle LDL and use it and get rid of what it doesn't need isn't working as efficiently. And quercetin is a great thing to incorporate in order to make that system more efficient. 
right? So if you're like, man, well, I'm, I don't need any fat and my LDL is still high. It may not necessarily be about intake. It could be about what you are intaking, not being, you, you know, efficiently broken down uh, and excreted. And so quercetin and then also fiber. But yeah, that's a really great one to punch for high cholesterol. Sorry, okay, I just think awesome. it's super cool. And important, so I want to throw that in. Okay, go. <laughs> yeah, no, that's cool. It's super cool. So Abby's asking if she wants to do an inflammation flush, would a detox be the best way to start? So if you're doing an inflammation kind of dump, a detox is a great kind of kickstart. Now, if you're going to detox and go right back to the same lifestyle you had before the detox, it's going to hit you pretty hard <laughs> and you might actually feel worse than you did before the detox. So I only recommend detoxes to people who really do want to get a better handle on what they're eating and what effects it's having on the body. Because the detox is kind of like, breaking up with food for a week in a way, or breaking up with your negative habits, right? So it gives you a moment of clarity. It lets you think, it lets you process um, inflammatory cells, oxidative stress, all that stuff. And then it's like, after you have that period of clarity, you're going to reintroduce some of those foods or some of those substances and really pay close attention to how your body responds. And that is, you know, are these okay to the body? Maybe you can tolerate certain things and other things are really causing, you know, major issues and adding to a lot of your health issues. And so I only recommend detox. I don't think detox, sometimes I think detox plans, it's like people think it's a quick way to lose some weight or a quick way to lower inflammation just so they can like turn around and retox. I say detox to retox because it's just so common. Um, so if that is, that can actually hurt the body more, too many ups and downs. So I would detox so that you could rebuild a new normal, you know, in terms of your relationship to food and your body. But yes, absolutely. If that's your goal for detox, you can definitely substantially lower inflammation um, by giving yourself a detox. And it all depends, honestly, what your inflammatory level is going into a detox. Um, because if you're relatively low, the detox will help significantly no matter what, but, um, you know, you might not have the same benefits of somebody going in who is really toxic and then going through that process. Right. Um, in either case, you're going to have less inflammation, but the results outcome, weight loss, energy changes, joint changes, all of that is going to be directly affected to where you are going in and then where you are go coming out. So, um, but yeah, I think if you have a lot of inflammation, Abby, and you want to address it, a detox could be a great way to get started for sure. All right, sweet. Keep the questions coming guys. So I wanted to show you the berberine capsule just up close. Cause it's got that really pretty intense yellow color. And that is the, the supplement is unprecedented with 97% purity, which is like, it's not common to find that kind of purity on the market. And it's confirmed by third party testing. Then we also have our berberine with bitter melon. This one also has that beautiful yellow color and it has the bitter melon and banana leaf added to it. Both are made here in the USA, GMP certified, thoroughly tested by third-party labs and they're veggie capsules, 60 per bottle. The berberine HCL 40 is $18.99 and then the one with bitter melon is $20.99. But on this live, you're gonna get that additional 20% off. So that's gonna bring down the prices to $16.79 and then $15.99. So that sounds like a really good deal to me. 
And we often get asked, like, what's the difference between the two? How do I decide which one to take? Mm -hmm. So Dr. Jackie, tell us a little bit about how you would pick which one you should take. So, oh, can you hear me okay? Yeah. Okay, there I am. Okay, good. So uh, bitter melon is, so we already kind of talked about the benefits of berberine. So if you have high cholesterol, heart stuff, um, cancer prevention, um, you know, blood sugar sensitivity, um, all that stuff, berberine is great uh, for. So bitter melon is unique because bitter melon doesn't just have one or two ingredients, but it has multiple ingredients that actually act like insulin in the body. Very, very similar to insulin. So it has the power uh, bitter melon to lower blood sugar the way that insulin does. And so if you are just looking for general health maintenance, cholesterol maintenance, cardiovascular support, um, the berberine alone is great. Um, if you have diabetes or pre-diabetes and you're trying to prevent type two diabetes or you have type two and you're trying to lessen your dependence on something like insulin uh, and having to inject or take insulin, than the bitter melon. The berberine with bitter melon is going to be way more effective for, for your case. So that, that to me professionally is how I would kind of decide one versus the other. Okay. Awesome. And then now let's jump into another round of true, true or false. So we're going to get you with a few questions and you guys can all answer as well. These are about berberine. So the first one is berberine is the name of a shrub, which grows in North America, true or false. Okay, I know a mm -hmm. bit about berberine. I do know it's a shrub, but does it grow in North America? That I don't know. Um, what do you guys think? Anyone putting in answers? We got false. I'll go with you with that. False. Yeah, actually, uh, berberine is not the name of a plant because berberine's not a plant. Berberine's a chemical. So it's a phytochemical. It's a plant chemical found in a lot of different plants, not just one shrub. So barberry in Europe um, is one of the main sources, but also golden seal, which is in the echinacea family of plants, um, organ grape, tree turmeric, which is not the rhizome, but the tree version, um, they all have berberine. So it actually is not a shrub, but it does come from a plant. Okay, interesting. And is it, can you find those plants in North America or mostly just Europe? I mean, you can find Oregon grape, you can find golden seal in different parts of America. Yeah, for sure. Because Asteraceae or like the Echinacea and golden seal family, definitely all over North America. Okay, awesome. So berberine can switch on the metabolic master switch, which triggers you to burn more fat. Is that true or false? So is it going to like click on your metabolism? Um, I think it helps with metabolism. So maybe true. That's a really, really, really good deduction. Um, I said it can be true. Yes. Because not everybody's, you know, biodiversity is real. The way certain genes respond to certain substances we take or make are going to be very different. Right. So I always think of like results, not guaranteed. Um, yes. but studies are very promising. So we have, I wouldn't say necessarily a, a master switch because metabolism is so multidimensional, right? There's, there's hormones involved, there's enzymes involved, there's glands, there's, you know, just your height, your weight, your size, genetics, all of these different things are 
leading into something like metabolism. So it's hard to say the master switch, but if there were a master switch, it would be a certain kinase that is the, a certain enzyme the body produces AMPK. It's the regulator of how our cells use energy. Um, and so when we don't eat nutrition, but we eat calories, our AMPK is like, Hey guys, uh, I need energy. What's going on? I don't have any energy. And so it says, Hey, I'm hungry, even though you may have eaten an hour ago, but maybe what you ate was not nutrient dense, but calorie dense. So you burn through the sugar, store it as fat, but your body's still deprived of nutrition. So it's like, Hey, keep eating. We need more nutrients. Keep eating. We didn't get the nutrition. And so we tend to overeat, right? So what is cool about berberine with that master switch, you know, the AMPK is it significantly increased activation. So it lowered high glucose, right? So when we enhance AMPK activation, that's what's protecting from high glucose because if AMP is high, it's saying, Hey, we got the nutrition. We got the blood sugar. We got all the stuff. We got the energy. We're good. So then we're like, Oh, I'm not hungry. I'm not going to eat. So our blood sugar lowers and more and stabilizes, right? So Berber taking berberine is going to do that. Where if AMPK, you know, is telling us to eat because we need more sugar, we need more uh, nutrition, more energy, that we're going to overeat, gain weight, diabetes, and that whole pathway, right? But something like ber berberine is going to increase the activation and tell us, hey, we're good. Don't overeat. Let's deal with the blood sugar we have now and keep you normalized. And so that helps metabolism significantly because we're more efficiently using the calories we are eating, right? And we're having a stronger response to AMP and AMPK being released um, and utilized, which is what we want for something like weight maintenance, you know? Yeah, definitely. I love that. All right. And if anyone else has questions, throw them in the chat for us. Another amazing thing about these supplements, so not only do you get the whisper, but every time mm -hmm. you guys are buying, a tree is being planted because we've teamed up with One Tree Planted to help join on the global reforestation mission. So every single time a purchase is made, a tree is being planted. So you're not only helping your body, but you're also helping our world. So I always think that's super cool too. Another fun, fun perk of it. And the labor labels are made with recycled paper. So very sustainable as well. Well, we have one incredible, I know, isn't it so awesome? I'm like all the little yeah. details. This. There's one more supplement to share. This is our uric acid with tart, cherry, and pomegranate. And mm -hmm. it's a detox. But we'll talk, it has a whole bunch of really great herbs in it. It has chanka, pedra, celery seed extract, green coffee extract, milk thistle, cranberry, amla, yucca extract, devil's claw, and turmeric. And it's 60 veggie capsules. The dosage is two capsules daily and it's $15.99. But take that bonus 20% off during this live. You are getting this for $12.97. And it's our number one selling item. So take advantage of that. See why it's the number one selling item. So Dr. Jackie, what is the connection between uric acid and then inflammation management? Okay. So, um, I think we had an audience question before where I kind of mentioned it, it's role in joint pain, but essentially we eat different foods like meat, uh, organ meats, um, certain shellfish, actually, uh, alcohol in this case, those are the types of foods 
that introduce purines into the body. And when we break down purines, our natural, we have natural uh, pathways in place to be able to do that. Cool. We're going to make some uric acid and then our kidneys are going to get rid of the uric acid. And that's kind of the natural way of things. Um, but what can happen in some people, if we're aging, if we have kidney issues, we don't drink enough water, if we have cardiovascular disease, uh, hypertension, which is high blood pressure, all that stuff can affect how the kidneys clear uric acid, right? Or if we're just eating a lot of foods that have a lot of purines we're going to make, we're going to make a lot of uric acid and our kidneys can't filter it fast enough. So either we have diets high in stuff that cause the uric acid or our kidneys have issues and can't clear the uric acid fast enough. But in either case, what's happening is our body's left high in uric acid. Well, what the heck does that mean? Why do I care? Well, uric acid migrates into joints and causes very jagged crystals. It's almost like having a bunch of steak knives, you know, or Chinese throwing stars embedded in your joint. So every time you move the joint, those crystals uh, are going to act like shards to the tissue and cause micro abrasions and tightness and inflammation and fluid retention and pain. Um, and we know it as gout, right? Uh, so if it hasn't fully caused gout in you yet, but you do have joint pain or arthritis type pains, it could be a buildup of uric acid. So uric acid is directly causing inflammation in joints when our body can't clear it fast enough or when we're eating too much. Okay. Too much yes. or foods containing purines. Sorry, not eating too much. Period. Eating too many purines. I should have finished the thought. Okay. <laughs> no worries. I love that. And then Doris, we got to give her a shout out. She had four trees planted today because she got four different supplements. Woo! So, rock Doris. Thanks for helping our planet, but also helping yourself too. So I'm excited. Let us know, put it down in, once you've used them a while, do an Amazon review and just say how you're liking them. That can help us. Yes, I, I would actually love to clinically, like the, the scientific nerd in me would love to know how you're feeling, Doris, after you take it for a couple of months. All right, so there's your homework assignment, Doris. <laughs> Dr. Jackie. <laughs> And I want to know too. Okay, so let's play a round of herbal speed dating. So this is okay. where I'm going to say the name herb, and it's going to be something in the uric acid formula. And then Dr. Jackie, you just say the first three words that immediately come to your mind whenever you hear this herb. Okay, okay. first one is turmeric. Turmeric. <laughs> Root, antioxidant, anti-cancer. Okay. Do we want to have explanations or should we just go speed through them all? It's up to I you, like but it is a root or a rhizome. I just yeah. think of it naturally in its natural form. And then the actions of what it does, those two things just really stand out. Every time I think about turmeric or curcumin, you know, that's really what I think. Okay. Perfect. I love that. I love that. Um, if you live long enough, you'll buy some supplements in the future. That's what Freddie says. All right. Well, Freddie, I hope you live long enough for sure. Um, tart cherry, go for it. Delicious gout killer. <laughs> there you go. Uh, because I love tart cherry, but we're taught, you know, it's kind of like, well, we'll get to cranberry. I know. I think that's on the list. I tried not to do this ahead of time, even though, you know, I get a Good. general idea of what the questions will be because I really wanted it to be like on the spot. But I personally yes. love tart cherry, love the flavor, love the juice, love it when it's uh, cherry season. 
Um, and it's so high in vitamin C, which helps with uric acid that it helps with gout. So th that's a really big connection in almost all the nutrition classes in medical school. Um, you know, study after study, it was great. The connection was super helpful there. Awesome. All right. Pomegranate. Hard to eat. Yes. No. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> because it's so hard to get those little seeds out, but man, are they delicious. Oh, yeah. They're like gold. It's a lot of work. Um, I would have to say, um, red heart antioxidant. Honestly, it's like yeah, very, good. very red. Yeah, it's very rich, rich in red. It's not like the maroony red of like a tart cherry or a cranberry. It's very brilliant, rich red, which to me just leads to heart health. Like there's a strong connection there. So cardiovascular, red heart antioxidant. There you go. Perfect. All right, celery seeds. Um, it's not three words or less, but makes you pee helps high blood pressure. <laughs> that's just what i think of when i'm well, yeah when i because you know you have short lists you know you have associations especially for me when i'm yeah. formulating tinctures or herbal you know concoctions for uh patients or clients or myself it's like you know you have kind of the go-to's or the anchors of what the herb is and what it does and so yeah that's what <laughs> these are my short you know in the in the storage unit oh good all right green coffee um clean energy blood vessel help those are five but yeah that's <laughs> three to five words that come to mind all right um milk thistle lover of the liver Ooh, that's lover of the little liver it is the liver it's the liver herb it is the it does everything for hepatocytes it is, it was, that is a match made in heaven. If there was any puzzle piece of a plant and an organ, those are the two. Lover of the liver. Awesome. Lover of the liver, milk thistle. All right, cranberry. Oh, UTI. I mean, those are three words, right? Urinary tract infection. <laughs> yeah. Because it, just, <laughs> it helps clear, it helps clear bacteria from the urethra. Uh, kidney support, bladder support, high in vitamin C. So it's going to help all of those organs, right? The, the urinary system is just great for UTI too, preventatively, if you have chronic UTI. All right. And yucca extract. Um, itis killer. It's only two words, but itis, the end of any word that has itis means inflammation. And yucca is really, or yucca, you know, depending on, uh, it's tomato, tomato, uh, for that pronunciation. Mm -hmm. Um, it just helps with colitis, right? So inflammation of the GI, uh, endocarditis, which is inflammation of the heart muscle. Um, just it, it's an itis killer. It helps with lots of different forms of inflammation or itises around the body. Yeah, that's good. Okay. We have one more word. Well, it's two words actually devil's claw. Ooh, uh, pain reliever and anti-plaque. It's great to prevent atherosclerosis or hardening of the arteries or plaque formation, like all that. It's great for that. And it's huge for a pain reliever, nature's pain reliever for sure. Awesome. Well, I love that. That was so fun. <laughs> yeah. You've now done dating with herbs. Um, super cool. <laughs> Those are all 
here. So even if you don't have like gout or uric, I mean, I feel like those will benefit everybody. All those ingredients, yeah. right? They really yeah, well. Like no reason. They really, really mm-hmm. That's awesome. Okay, well, time's almost up, but I know people will jump on and jump off. So if you're just now joining us, our theme has been inflammation management. We've been highlighting these amazing supplements. So we have our immune support. This one has corsetin and that's an antioxidant powerhouse. I know you're laughing because I said it wrong. <laughs> I genuinely love it though. Like I, I like fall in love with you a little bit more each time you say it wrong. It's just so... I don't know. It's, it really is endearing. I just it's want so to say it right. I know. Stupid word one time. And I'm like, no. <laughs> like, I'm like, can I just do this whole script with the outs for that word? <laughs> it has this stuff in it. <laughs> so it has, and I know how to say it because we practiced it. Quercetin. Quercetin. Yeah, Quercetin. but I want to say it on a weird emphasis. <laughs> James, where were you, where were you on that one? <laughs> I'm like tearing up a little bit. <laughs> I start saying the word immune support, James is our producer. He's going to start immediately just saying it on repeat <laughs> until I say it. Okay. It's probably not funny for you guys watching because you don't hear what we hear. But um, anywho, so we have that one. And then we have our berberines. Those ones are really good supplements if you're dealing with toxic overloads. And especially if you have a lot of fried foods or sweet foods in your diet. And then we just round it out with our uric acid detox, which can help with like joint inflammation and gout and everything else in there. Um, quercetin. See that? Yeah. Maybe I just need to see it written, James. That's a good way to do it. Because for whatever reason, I start thinking of a corset, and then it, it really messes me up. So, corsetin. All right. We'll get there. <laughs> There's probably, like, a funny TikTok I can do on, like, the crazy way. I should just take clips of all the different ways I've said it and, like, clip it together. <laughs> Someone would find it. <laughs> At your uh, national traffic convention, you can play it. <laughs> like, this is how people <laughs> don't understand. It's so great. Oh, it's oh, so man. great. All right, so before we wrap up, if you could just leave like everyone with the top three most important things for inflammation management, what would those takeaways be? Um, avoid the stuff that causes it, add stuff that resolves it, and it's totally preventable. You know, yeah, that's good. What you think? Yeah, go ahead. What do you think causes it the most? Like what should, if there's like one or two things we should all avoid, what, I know it's not an all or nothing because we're all so different, but is there anything that like causes inflammation more than others? Yeah. Um, I would say high, high stress, the catecholamine thinking part, I think is just as important and if not slightly more than food. Um, because we're not constantly drinking alcohol, constantly smoking cigarettes, constantly eating processed foods. We do that a few times throughout the day. Um, but our thoughts are constant. I mean, all the time. We, we don't have breakfast, lunch, dinner thoughts. We have 24 hour, seven days a week thoughts, right? So 24 hour day, seven mm -hmm. days a week thoughts. So I would start there, to be honest with you, even if you didn't change your diet at all. And you just worked on shifting your mindset and your attitude from half empty to half full, 
and you caught yourself in that mindful piece of awareness, wow, why am I beating myself up? Why didn't I say my truth? And you could shift it and positively reframe. That's going to significantly improve how your nervous system and your cardiovascular system work. So sleep's better, regeneration is better. Um, and then the second piece uh, for what causes it, toxins. So people know what toxins are. I mean, there's not one that causes it the most. I guess if I had to choose, I'd say cigarette smoke or air pollution, but you know, UVA pollution from the sun, uh, from you know, going to tanning beds. Um, alcohol, high sugar, uh, high processed meat, you know, all of this stuff, we kind of, we kind of know what's toxic pesticides, herbicides, perfumes, body lotions, all the stuff we put on our body and around us in our house, the stuff we think makes stuff smell good and makes us smell good actually is really toxic for our body, believe it or not. and can cause a lot of free radicals. Yeah. And so you want to make sure things are paraben free, phthalate free, uh, BPA free, right? Uh, because those are known to trigger, to, to, you know, mess with how hormones work and increase free radical production. So, you know, just as clean as possible, moderation, have the wine, have, you know, that cigarette or that is your favorite perfume or lotion or whatever, but just make sure again, that brings me to my, my second point. Cause that's avoid the bad stuff, right? Or stuff that causes it. My second point add more stuff that resolves it or combats it. So that's cool. Do the other stuff in moderation. I'm not, you know, I'm not a fun Nazi because a lot of people associate fun to those things. Right. Um, and having a good time and socializing or events or food or, you know, whatever, but just do stuff to address it. If you can like a day or two before, you know, that stuff's going to go down or a day or two after just be more aware and add, you know, good stuff. Watch your thoughts, eat high antioxidants, you know, lock, eat the rainbow, drink lots of water, get lots of rest. And, uh, you know, it'll all come out in the wash. Um, but as long as either we're like, as we increase bad, we increase good to get it back down. Uh, or we just keep bad low and increase good to get us up and well and vital and even better. Um, yeah, those are great ways to bring me to point three, which is prevention. You know, that's all preventable. So yeah. Oh, that's so good. So good. I love that. Um, well, let's see you guys, if you have last minute questions, throw them in the chat. Otherwise go ahead and hit the follow button so that you guys can stay connected with us here on Amazon live. We're also at middle world herbs on social media. And if you scroll up, James put a comment in the chat about the podcast we now have. So you can always listen on the podcast and follow there too. We go live every Friday at 4 p.m. And at specific standard time, we have Dr. Jackie with her insightful stories. She has all the answers to all our questions. And next week, we're talking about immune health. We're going to deep dive into the question, which is, what do we do when our immune system's off balance? And maybe we can incorporate some allergy talk into that because that yes. has to do with immune, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. We're just talking about <laughs> That's what I, I personally would love at least one or two questions about allergies because it's just so common. Almost everyone I know right now is like, what do I do about allergies? How do I help? What, what do I do? Um, so I think it yeah. would be super beneficial. Yeah, if we could wedge one or two I in there. With be That'd be super fun. Beneficial. Yeah, yeah. No, it'd be super fun. Yeah, I think we should do that for sure. I think that's like, we're all dealing with it no matter where you are pretty much in it coming from. So, um, all right. Well, big thank you, Dr. Jackie. You're amazing. I love everything we learned today. And that's a lot. So yeah. go ahead. If you have any things you want to say goodbye, you can do that and then we'll round out our show. 
I just really always love how when you share your stuff, it's super relatable, I think, to not only everybody listening, but really does help me give like a practical example. So thank you for sharing yourself and your story and definitely sending you good vibes to keep speaking your truth and asking for your worth because yes, you are worth it. We all are. Um, also to people who asked questions today, it was super fun. I loved, you know, um, the random question here and there, uh, keeps me on my toes and hopefully it was helpful. So keep us posted to those of you who are going to apply what I said or Doris for, you know, trying the supplements, keep me posted. Um, and just, you know, thanks Abby. If you have questions about the detox, you know how to contact me. Um, and just thank you to everyone who watches the playback and takes the time to learn with us. I appreciate you. I appreciate Eva. And her passion and love for her company and how thoughtful she is with every single step of the way planting a tree recycled paper the whispers the high quality i just really feel very uh, lucky to be aligned with this vibe so thank you to everyone and i hope everyone has a really great night and a happy easter weekend yes happy easter weekend and if you are jewish happy passover it's like a big yes. weekend thank you i was gonna yes. ask you minutes are you doing anything fun this weekend going to i celebrate? am i have i have a lot of plans i have a six-year-old niece who is my favorite person in the whole universe so we have gathered some cool ideas to do natural egg dyeing this year um nice. we're gonna use stuff around the house and beet juice and turmeric juice so turmeric when you juice uh -huh. it uh, makes things yellowy orange and beets make things kind of purpley pink uh, so that's yes. really fun. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to do that on Saturday. Yeah. I know. Do you do, how do you dye your eggs or do you guys do eggs? Well, so yes. And actually it's funny. So in the past I've done it with beet, we had a beet kombucha for a while, um, that we distributed. And so I did a whole like video on how you could dye Easter eggs using that kombucha. And it was the most beautiful pink colored eggs oh, ever. Cool. And then I did so I am all about like the natural way. However, that said, my husband went to the dollar store and bought like just a little dye cup thing. So we have that yeah. sitting downstairs right now, but we don't even have eggs in our house. So get my heart. So, that is how I, I did it growing I, up. You know? Yeah. 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 So, hey, however it gets done, it's a fun tradition. I love your yeah. idea. I love that idea of the natural way of dyeing it. And um, so what else are you guys, so you're going to dye eggs. What else? So, well, my niece has a very busy social calendar, as her mom would say. My sister, she's so cute. So she's got an Easter egg hunt on Saturday. Then we're dying eggs Saturday afternoon. Then we're prepping for Easter dinner Saturday night. And then people are coming over for Easter and an egg hunt and just friend and family time all day on Sunday. Nice. Yeah, no, my kids yeah. have what a very... You? social calendar too. This, my kids have already done like two different Easter egg hunts in each of their daycare. <laughs> like it's crazy. <laughs> They've had one Easter egg hunt and it's not even the weekend yet. It's so awesome. So we are, we're multicultural. So we have, we're hosting Passover at my house tomorrow night. I've done zero prep, zero, like nothing. Um, <laughs> no big deal. I'll do it tomorrow morning. Um, <laughs> We have like our, our cousins and there's going to be a bunch of little kids. So it should be a lot of fun. And my mom does like the Seder part of it. So I don't need to worry about that. Just kind of like some main That's dishes good. and basically clean up our house. Um, and then 
there is an Easter egg hunt we could go to Saturday morning. I just don't know about timing. And then Sunday we're going to go to church and there's like a whole Easter egg thing. There's like a, a whole extravaganza. Yeah. Extravaganza. And I love it. Yes. I know. I said to my girls this morning as I dropped them off at daycare, I said, make sure you tell everyone Poppy Easter. And I was <laughs> like, they might even know what oh, I'm saying. Oh man, how many, how many Easter puns can you fit in an episode? Yeah. <laughs> And then we go do family stuff in the afternoon. Um, we're doing like an adult Easter egg hunt, a kid Easter egg hunt, Easter dinner. So it's a big weekend for us too. So it sounds big. It's it sounds a lot. Fun. Of it. oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So all I need a candy yeah. and all the food and all the wine and all the stuff from the weekend and all the fun and the sun. Make sure you take your antioxidants on Monday. Monday. Okay. I was. <laughs> I have Cadbury. I take them all weekend if you ready? want. <laughs> take them all weekend if you want, but definitely Monday after that kind of weekend. It sounds like the most fun, though. I mean, the, the adult Easter egg hunt. Do you mind if I kind of inquire, like, what uh, what differentiates? Is it just age, or are the eggs different? Yes. Or what makes the adult? Yeah, I, it, we've done it different ways in the past. Like we used to do it where, like. The kids would have their own hunt and then the adults would hide it kind of for each other. And when I first married my husband, like they would talk about the Easter egg hunts for adults that they used to do. And they would hide the eggs like on the roof, like, like places that it was like, they would have to like, Only adults to go. yeah, yeah, yeah. The adults, I get it. A whole bunch of guys would just go crazy with it. Now I think it's mellowed out, but that said, no, there's always like some sort of crazy creative place. I love um, that. And they were like, never got down for like a year. Like it was so funny. So, um, we'll see. That's kind of nice though. Out. That's really yeah, kind of nice. Cause it is, it's like a little, you know, postseason Easter egg six months later when you're in, you know, August or September, you're like, Oh, cool. <laughs> An Easter egg. <laughs> like what a treat. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's cool. That'll be super fun. That's what, that's what it is. I'll keep you posted next week on how it all yeah, goes. Yeah, I would love to know um, how it all goes. Yeah, we'll catch up next week. Yeah. Who's the most that have so much, use so much onion? fun. That's a lot. That's a lot. I know. You got it though. Uh, we have, you got it. Dana said, use onion skins for orange eggs. So there's another tip for you. Oh, yeah. So the Vidalias, yeah, yeah, the yellow onions, uh, the skin, that's right. Thank you. That's for like a really beautiful pale kind of canary yellow. Uh, is, if I'm not mistaken, that's how they kind of come out. That's, oh, now we have a third one. There's, I Can think, I, give a if I, I think if I did, I can't remember what, there is a fourth one though. I can't remember if it's cabbage. I think it might be cabbage or like, purple. Okay. Yeah, that'd be a good Beats Yeah, said. what about the thing? spirulina like powder would that work for like a green blue i want to try that. i don't know if it, try it I it's mean, very I like green it it's very green but whether or not it like adheres to calcium like the shell of the egg you know that i, I don't, don't know, know. Have to yeah and then maca red maybe boring. for like a brown yeah red wine i don't know if we want the well the right i guess if you're not eating the outside you could use wine yeah yeah, you can do anything. Yeah. Hey, try it all. Try it. I love yeah, so um, that sounds super. Yeah, I think we all have fun weekends. Hopefully, everyone watching has some fun stuff planned as yeah. well. And if you do, 
enjoyed spring because it's springtime and enjoy the weekend all, you know yes great time join us next week <laughs> join always at 4 p.m for excitement for laughter for me not being able to say any of these <laughs> the ingredients <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but that's what makes the show so fun. But that's part of what makes it so fun and engaging. I I love it. I have like a post-it up here by my camera that just has the like phonetic spelling. Mm -hmm. That'd be way too smart, but that would be like what I should do. (laughs) So anyways, all right. Well, I'm off to Costco to go buy a ton of stuff for our- Passover stuff, Easter stuff. Woo. Uh, we need to go probably a few different grocery stores, but we need to do a big Costco run. So it's going to be a funny story before we leave. I don't have a Costco membership. My husband won't allow me to have one because he says I buy too much stuff we don't need. (laughs) So I'm only allowed to go when he goes. So I have to like (laughs) wait for him to be done with the work. I was like, can you meet me at Costco? I need to go to Costco. Oh my God. That's so funny. Can we please go to Costco, please? (laughs) I know. I don't go ever because I don't have a freaking membership, but it's fine. I actually kind of understand his point because I am like, the yeah, queen it's of like protecting oh. from yourself, right? Yeah, that's like sometimes yeah. me and Target. I have Target, I Target. I'm sure that's yes. what people do. Oh, gosh, so, no, yeah, to I just don't one. go as a rule. It's just don't I go. Know. I go to Target and like, no matter what, my bill was $75. And I was like, what did I buy? Like, no matter what. I'd, and I would go in my 20s, I would go so much that like one weekend I didn't go and the checker was like, where were you last weekend? Were you like, sick? Oh my God. Are you okay? <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh man, I really um, have an addiction to Target. Yeah, I was so. like, if the people of the store you go to know you by name, you might go too much. <laughs> you might go a lot. Now I don't even well, like yeah, that. a lot. I like a lot better than too much because who's to say what's too much? Is there such thing yeah. as too much? It's all relative. No, it's all yeah. relative. All right. So Dana gave us a well, full list. Well, have fun. Have a great weekend. Yeah. We have a full list too. So Dana said purple dye, add one pint of blueberries, smash. We didn't think about blueberries. blueberries. Two cups of water, bring it to a boil, simmer for 10 minutes, turn off water, allow it to cool, and then the pink dye, the beets. And mm-hmm. then you might be throwing another one. So blueberries and beets. I love that. Yeah, maybe we should just turmeric and cabbage. I'm gonna try them all. Yeah, you should yellow, orange, pink, purple, blue, and maybe the blue cabbage might make it blue. So, oh yeah. So with cabbage, cabbage. What I think is cool about cabbage, and I'm gonna see if I can do this with Ava. A little science is. You dye it, and I think it's almost like, if I'm not mistaken, it's almost like a bluish purple. And then you can dip like a Q-tip in lemon juice or vinegar. And Mm. I think it's actually lemon juice. It has to be the citric acid, I believe. I could be wrong. And then you draw on where the cabbage juice was, and wherever the lemon juice hits makes it turn pink. Because of the um, acidification. Yeah, because it's basic at blue, and then turns kind of pinky. Uh, more okay. like vibrant magenta pink with the acid application. So hopefully we could do like a whole art sciencey combo thing. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Okay, so then there's the turmeric or gold dye, and then yellow yep. is turmeric carrots. If you want to combo oh. those two. 
Cool. So, well, thank you for sharing. I appreciate you throwing that in the I, chat before we go. I really do. Thank you. I love it. Well, make sure you post the pictures of your beautiful eggs and all your we stuff will. so we can talk we about your science. Be <laughs> yeah. If we had it thought about be. it, we should live where we literally like had our scientific egg like we each had to make five different colored ones that would have been cool but just just next year yeah oh that would be fun awesome i love that all right guys we'll have a fabulous weekend we'll see you next time bye everyone bye thank you hear the whispers from within battles to restore ailing Feel the nature keeping us, nature healing us. Flowers, leaves, and rose within. Hear the mind calming you, soothing you. Love and kindness inside out. Let the herbs from middle world feel. Welcome, wellness. Welcome, wellness. It's revealed herbs, middle world herbs.